0: All Let's get into things. Uh, chat GPT. All the talk, I'm sure your kids know all about it. And you haven't, if you haven't heard it, you're going to hear about it. Because even I, I'm sure you know now that I am absolutely inept when it comes to technology. And I fully admit that. Uh, but even I'm now starting to hear about this. Um, and, and of course, the kids know about it, which means it's quickly making its way into classrooms and of course threatens to derail actual learning and replace it with what is straight up cheating. And the the technology of this app basically allows it to consume every bit of information on the internet, and it can zero in on how you think or what you might say, and it can even mimic your voice in some applications. And so it's become a tool uh, for students... Who are using the technology to do things like write papers or maybe do tests from them for them, and the the technology itself is not going to go away. If anything, it's just going to get much more sophisticated, which is you know why Canadian universities and others uh, and look, it's not just going to be education; it's going to be every workplace that has to deal with this, every aspect of our lives. Which is why uh, in the education department, Canadian universities are actually trying to find solutions of how to grade and test students working around this technology instead of trying to stamp it out. Sarah Elaine Eaton is a professor at the University of Calgary, also an academic integrity expert, which is what we need right now. She's part of the study looking into this. Thanks so much for uh, joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for the invitation to be here today.
0: You know, I just uh, started hearing about this in the last few weeks, um, and when you actually sit back and take a listen or look at what this technology can and will be able to do in the future, I, I don't look at education as the only area that it's going to affect. I mean, heck... It could do my whole show if I just put in Alex Pearson and my voice and away we go. I mean, it can be used for anything, but in particular, I think the concern in the education front is that, oh God, this could make uh, anybody, you know, through going through school could just cheat their way through. So what are you doing um, as far as, as kind of working around this technology? And how long have you been working at this?
1: Yeah, we um, have a grant up, a uh, grant to do some of this work to actually research the artificial intelligence applications that are out there specifically for writing. And I got to tell you, we put in our grant application before chat GPT was even available. We, we put in a grant application to study its predecessors, which were called GPT-3 and GPT-2. What we wanted to do with that and still want to do is take pieces of writing written by artificial intelligence and pieces of writing written by students and ask professors, can you tell the difference? Um, And we're just about to launch our data collection. um, And we're not entirely convinced so far, based on what we've learned with, you know, looking at the research that's already available, that props, if they're reading quickly, like if they have a whole pile Mm -hmm. of essays, correct, you know, 100, 200 essays, um, and they're reading quickly, they might not be able to tell the difference. But if they have the time to look at it uh, in detail, and they also have what we call a baseline writing sample from a student, where the student has written without any kind of um, assistance, including all the mistakes and errors, and they can compare it to a baseline, they might be better prepared to uh, identify what was written by the student versus an AI.
0: It's interesting, because uh, to your point, Brock University uh, looked into how often this is happening. And of those asked if AI texts are real or fake, 60% of the time, people were duped. Um, it's a bit, when you h- see the technology and how it works, and or you listen to it, it's a bit, it's, it's, it's not yet quite as sophisticated as I think it's going to get. And, and so there is the problem. And while there is technology, there's a young Toronto man who's actually invented, um, you know, an application so that it can uh, figure out, you know, if this is real or fake. And, and those products, I'm sure, will come onto the market. I think what's interesting is that you guys are looking into how to work around this. And so is the way kids are taught going to change? Like, w- will they not take work home? Will they have to do it in front of the professor or the teacher? Like, how would that work?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think going back to pencil and paper essays is is the way to go because that's not the future that our students are going to be living in. But I, I think we're going to have to focus a lot more on fact-checking and, and critical thinking because we know that these AI apps will aggregate everything that's on the internet, the good, the bad, the fake, the ugly, the garbage, and it will spit out some kind of aggregated result. And so teaching kids to be able to identify fake news um, and do their fact checking, I think it's going to become super important, even more so than it is now.
0: In other words, so would they be doing their assignments on computer? Like, how would that work? I mean, I, I am a big fan of, of, of paper and pen. I mean, I, I think there's a real value to it. But uh, how would they then submit their work? Because I think you could probably use this A on just about any application or, or, or um, uh, project or paper.
1: Yeah, you know, we have um, so many options available to us now as educators. And if we're doing in-person things, we can also incorporate small group discussions, oral exams, um, and ways for students to work in real time together with each other, including conversations. And um, writing is the only medium in a a way, I think, poses a, a new challenge to us as teachers and educators, because it used to be that writing an essay was a way of showing what you've learned. And I'm not sure that if that's the purpose of the essay that we can count on that um anymore because some someone else, something else can write that essay for the student.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of heads are blowing up probably listening to this saying, well, hold on a second. There there's a whole a lot of value for a lot of generations in writing essays and, and such. And so uh, I think a lot of people would have a hard time thinking that kids going through school, whether it's uh, in the lower grades or through university, you know not um you know doing those kinds of things because they are they are a big part of education. they They talk to deadlines and and you know you, you can see if a a student can actually think or put an argument down and prove it, you know what whatever. there's a value to that. And if they're not going to be doing that, like how would a discussion prove that they've retained the education?
1: and you know it's it's a really great question um and it we get we have examples of debate club going back you know a long time in schools um and so it might be some combination of writing and speaking conversing dialogue all of those kind of things the, the honest answer is alex we we don't have all the answers yet this is what we're we're trying to figure out and uh, mm-hmm. you know a thing that we're grappling with now is we have student teachers enrolled in our bachelor of education program right and this is the next generation of teachers those teachers won't know a classroom without artificial intelligence influences
0: yeah, but those teachers are probably going to invent something because that's uh, that's what they love to do. Having said that, do you have um, – is work being done to your knowledge to try to make sure – I mean, there will be a technology to make sure that this uh, fakes can be, um, you know, uh, sought out. Uh, but is that work being done either within the universities or the government – I wouldn't ask the government. They're probably not doing anything, but I would think that this work is going on to try to find out um, and maybe undermine this uh, technology.
1: It's interesting that you should mention that because I found out uh, just this morning, actually, that the um, organization that created uh, ChatGPT has released Mm -hmm. its own AI detection tool. So the companies that are creating the AI tech are also creating the detection tools. My guess is soon both kinds of technology will be commercialized. So we'll have to pay not only for the apps, but also for the apps to detect the apps.
0: Yeah. I I can't imagine uh, that they would uh, not, I mean, there has to be some guardrails in place. You can't just have this AI out there uncontrolled with no, you know, um pushback on it or no way to detect it, because honestly, it would make this world way more complicated than it already is. So maybe that is the answer. Maybe we can be rest assured that kids will still do essays and we'll have the technology available to say, nobody, go back and do it again. That's your AI
1: hmm Yeah. I think that, you know, even a year from now, the education landscape is going to look really different because we can't stop this train.
0: No, we can't. She's a left the yard and we'll see what happens. Sarah, big challenges ahead always are. Thank you for uh, joining us. Thanks so much. All right. That is Sarah Elaine Eaton, just one of the many professors, but she was part of this uh, study looking into, you know, how AI is going to affect student learning. I I find it very scary. And I I think our, I think students... The value of writing something in a paper and putting in an exam, I think there's a great value in not doing that, I think is a loss. I was just reading that the TDSB is about to drop Shakespeare. I'll bite my tongue on that one because I got lots of thoughts, but yeah, they're going to replace Shakespeare because why, why would you need that in your classroom?